At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Support for Tag's podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Go to manscaped.com and at checkout, get 20% off of everything on the Manscaped website. Use promo code TAGS, T-A-G-S. What's going on? You are listening to TAGS Podcast, a.k.a. Talk About Gay Sex. I'm your host, Steve V. This is episode 179, and I'm so lucky to be with my two co-hosts who are not COVIDiots. Jeremy (laughs) Roth Lopez, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. Lincoln, how you doing? Doing very well, sir. How are you doing? Pretty good. I had a great weekend uh, around town here. I've been on, you've been utilizing my rooftop a lot, which is, yeah, saving grace, doing a lot of uh, workouts in the soccer fields and a lot of fun eye candy. I'll just say that. I'm not mad at it. Yeah. (laughs) Very nice. All Um, the hobbies come out when the weather gets warm in New York City. They do, and all the trainers that used to be in these gyms, like in my building's gyms, are now conducting all their workouts in places like this soccer field. And so it's really kind of motivational in a lot of ways now to be outdoors and seeing these hot bodies. And yeah, I'm all about it. Nice. Um, Jeremy, how, how the heck have you been? I know you're still in Massachusetts, right? Yeah, I've been really crazy busy just with work um, Monday through Friday. Uh, we just went on sale. So a lot of our uh, email, everything's increasing business wise, and we've just been nuts. And then I'm also in the middle of helping my mom move. So oh, wow, uh, there's nothing like well, more stressful on. than a move. I know she closes in uh, two weeks. So we're literally moving a whole house full of furniture and all kinds of stuff. And I'm really trying to help her cleanse out her life by getting rid of a lot of shit. So it's the time to do it. I think everyone's doing that. Yeah. You don't have any more room on your plate, Jeremy, but thank you for doing today's show. (laughs) Lincoln, um, last I talked to you, we were texting back and forth yesterday. It was a beautiful Sunday here in the city. It was. You, I was riding my bike and saying I was going to go to the monster bar. Did you go? How was it? I went to the Monster Bar. They have a line set up. You're six feet apart. Across the street, they've got a park where it kind of divides the street. And they had, they didn't, for a while there, it was just every, like this outdoor park party where no one was social distancing. Now they kind of have a security person monitoring it. And they have a speaker system out there where drag queens that normally would have been performing in the monster are performing outside. Oh, fun. And Jeremy, you could even watch it if you want, because you can go on their Instagram page and they do it sort of live too. Oh, wow. That's really Yeah. Every Sunday? 
every Sunday and I have like a slushy margarita. Our mutual bartender friend, Jeremy, that you know, is made it for me the other day oh, at the God. Monster. I was just yeah. going to ask, is she there? <laughs> She's She is still there. Who is this? <laughs> or are you not giving out names? We're not giving out names. Okay. And, and don't hate us, people in other parts of the country. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Because because New York had no deaths yesterday. That's so, right. That was a big celebrate. deal. Yeah. Amazing. Um, so Lincoln, did you do? You were on the fence whether you were going to go out or not. I did not leave the house, and it felt so good. I I have been moving around and moving around and and going to bakery and home and everything else, and I just said nope, I'm not leaving, and I didn't. Peter Peter and I stayed in all day. It was great. Wow. Yeah. I can attest to you weren't at the bakery because on the weekend, because I did ride my bike over there and it was shut down. Yeah. Closed no, on Sundays. No, we're not open. Always yeah. Closed always. on Sundays. Got yep. it. Yeah. Well, um, by the way, um, on Patreon, we welcome all our new subscribers. I see you. It's the extra platform that supports the show, Tags Podcast. You can go to patreon.com forward slash talk about gay sex. And I'm doing this week a behind the scenes, like what it takes to put this episode up. And I was filming myself all day in everything from doing yoga, yoga shoulder stands to making my omelet to taking a shower with, with my Tama Finland curtain next to nice. me, and I'm going to keep going. I've been filming a little bit before this show, so it'll be a lot of fun uh, on this week's behind the scenes. A That's little extra cool. special, yes, extra special, sexy perk. Um, I want to weigh in on get you guys to weigh in on some hot gay sex topics, but before I do that, just read some things that are making the news that caught my attention again. New York's doing great with no no deaths in 24 hours, but cases are up between the age group of 20 and 29. And we all know that because of seeing so many people bend the rules in Fire Island. And we talked a lot about that, you and I. Yeah, Lincoln. last week. Last week. It'll come up again um, in, later on in the show today because I want to to get your guys' opinion on kind of a positive thing because we were kind of really down on our on our New Yorker gays and we should be I think but also making the news is there's a, a recent unfortunate story you know we all hear about our neighbor Canada with they've they won't allow us to come over there and they're seemingly doing really well they have opened up all of their bathhouses re recently and wow, one of the really? bathhouses yeah and one of the bathhouses on St. Catherine St. Catherine Street have you been there Lincoln I have not I've okay not that surprises there. me because I think you, yeah it's, well I it's, haven't been there cuz I haven't been there I haven't gone oh to that to part of Canada Montreal so. right though. exactly Okay. Uh, they have St. Catherine Street. It's the gay street. And it's really cool, particularly during the summertime, because they close the entire street. In other words, you can't drive up and down it. Nice. Jeremy would be a lot like Castro Street if they just closed it down <laughs> okay. in the Yeah, during like a particular time of the year. They also allow them kind of like what we're seeing here in New York City, where they're building these patios and utilizing the streets wh where they're extending like seating for restaurants mm -hmm. and right. such they allow them they've been allowing them to do that for years and so 
there's all this outdoor seating and people hanging out and these uh, decks that are on the street. Again, there's no balloons sort of line the street and it's so fun. And I would imagine that this summer in Montreal doesn't feel that way because of what's going on and because their numbers are so good. The unfortunate story is in GI Joe's, a bathhouse that I've been to other bathhouses on St. Catherine. I don't can't recall if I've been to that one, but a man recently, no sooner after they had opened up bathhouses, mm-hmm. was found dead in there. No. And they had to call 911, and I just couldn't think, oh my God, that's such a horrible... Did they horrible... say that was the uh, cause? So they're looking into it to see if there may be foul play at all. It's oh, an open okay. case, and mm-hmm. we'll continue to report on it as we see... But as of now, they can't determine, you know, whether it was some sort of foul play or, you know, the one thing I will say is with bathhouses in general, if you go into some of these steam rooms, if you're not hydrating a lot and you have an underlying condition of any sort, you have to be really careful um, because you just do and kind of have to, you know... You should not be doing things like poppers and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's all very scary. So um, anyways, but let's get into some hot gay sex topics. And I sent it over to you earlier today, but there's everyone at this point, I think, knows the Karens that has been making the news rounds. And there's typically white suburban women who go off and somebody films them going off and they're always breaking some rules and they think either it's something to do with racism or it happens to do something with they don't want somebody filming them and they lose it and the latest episode that i sent you has a woman that parks her car in an electric car docking station like for a Prius or something, I think would be the type of car, or yeah. an electric car. She does not have an electric car and so she's <laughs> parking there. So somebody's filming her and she definitely, I know you both watched it, she definitely fits the prototype of a Karen yeah. um, with a look. And she goes off on the camera person and she, there's security guys that are stopping her and, and they're trying to point out that, ma'am, regardless if you don't like this person filming you you're parked illegally in a parking space and you don't have an electric car and she seems to want to think ignore that and go on this huge rant i'll put it up on tagspodcast.com for everybody to watch if you haven't seen it already but jeremy it got me thinking i mean what do you think of this phenomenon of the karens and why do you think people like her hate when people start filming them because i know you're on your phone a lot I don't know. I thought I think it's really funny that they all get so heated and then they like try and record too. And it's like, bitch, we all know you're not that quick and you don't know how to even press record. And they just freak out and they, they work it out for the camera, all their anger, and they just get heated. And I love it. I think it's hilarious. I don't personally ever feel the need to record anyone because I just, you know me, I don't deal with drama and I don't like even entertain people that act like that, I would just totally ignore them. But I literally love it and piss my pants watching all the videos of these entitled bitches that just go off for the camera. Well, it's interesting, Jeremy, because you're in 
a suburb of Massachusetts, and I'm just curious, um, have you seen any Karens running around your neck oh, of the woods? I definitely have. I just haven't entertained any of them. <laughs> I had to just imagine. Um, sorry, people that know Karens, but um, <laughs> Lincoln, I mean, I don't know. What do you think that she brought us gaze up into her rant with a reference to um, you're either always on your grinder and trying to put shameless pictures of yourself up. She says, I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> um, what do you think? Why do you think she brought the, us gaze into it and grinder? And what does that have to do with any of this? I, I, okay. First of all, Jeremy, I love that you love it, but I absolutely cannot stand <laughs> it. I think it is the armpit of humanity yet again being shown of how uneducated and how irrational people can be. And yeah. when the the woman in Central Park went over the the being, you know, uh, she had a dog with the dog and the the bird watcher with Chris Cooper. Um it's fake hysteria. Yeah. But you see that they actually believe it. There is this hysteria in their mind that is not real. And I have been there. I have been pushed to the wall and the circumstances have got me so claustrophobic that I become hysterical for no reason at all from the inside out. But thank God I don't shoot it at people. And thank God I'm not videotaped during it. And I can keep my scruples enough to know, okay, you're having a bit of a panic attack. Take it inside. Mm -hmm. dial it down i i just i don't get it i don't like the gotcha culture of getting people on screen on people's phones doing this i just yet again more division more reason i am surprised a mask didn't come up in the middle of it that no one was wearing oh, a mask right. like i don't <laughs> like the, the there's just so much no matter what, we all are finding things to criticize one another about to, yeah. you know, it's funny to totally slightly change the subject. I was going to go while I did not make it out when you and I text yesterday, later in the day, I was Peter and I were talking about, well, maybe we should go to the Eagle and go up to the rooftop. It's outside and just say hi to people for a minute. And I said to myself, what are we going to do? Go and complain about everything for an hour? It's not like anyone standing around going, oh, I went to this great concert last night or, oh, mm -hmm. I went to, you know, we're all nitpicking each other. And when we do get together with friends, it's kind of like, yeah, how are you? I'm okay. Same old, same old. Yeah, we'll get through we'll speak. it. Love you. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> well, speak for yourself, Lincoln, because okay. I don't Well, do I that, usually but, do. <laughs> but I know. I hear you. I hear you. And I... I, I actually understand where you're coming from. This it it could I didn't think of it that way, but it could be inciting more and more division. But so I hear you on that. But I do have to say I'm a big fan of it, and I'm kind of getting rid of like my housewives now in exchange for this reality, this real life reality of the these Karens. I mean, somebody put out a doll. That and I, I like a mutual friend of ours. I have an obsession with dolls. I think I don't know. It was like I was repressed. I couldn't have a play with the doll, real dolls, when I was a kid. <laughs> so now anything to do with dolls, I'm like obsessed with. And there's this Karen doll that came out, and it says on the package she wears a tracksuit and she's got that mom hairdo, and she mm -hmm. has a gun. 
and she oh, will God. not wear a mask. And she's and my favorite part of the doll package is she's sitting there with the gun, a doll. And there's two like really oh, pretty God, dolls in the background. <laughs> there's these really pretty dolls in the background that have long flowing hair. I would be one of those. And they have masks <laughs> on. And I'm like, they're being good and they're pretty, not like you, Karen. And so I'm all about that. And the other thing, just to counteract you, Lincoln, on it, I think that videotaping people is finally holding people accountable. So you mentioned the incident in the park um, Mm -hmm. here in New York City. Had that not been videotaped, we would have never known the racism that was underlying. She... Mm -hmm. You did state that, yeah, it's creating this made-up kind of fear and hysteria Hysteria. that she kind of created on her own. But had he not filmed it, she was calling the cops on him, a black man, I might add, that could have turned totally differently. The cops could have come and arrested him. And we all know with what's going on in our culture right now, with with the amount of arrests that go that happen to black people mm-hmm. it's the usage the incar- the inception of video to document to hold people accountable for their actions and to tell people that their actions have consequences mm-hmm. to me is a good thing and it's it might i don't see it as division i see it as like no fine you want to rant off like an idiot with that tracksuit on and not wear a mask and par- be parked in the wrong space, go ahead, but you be accountable for yourself. Well, I agree with you, Steve, in principle, but I don't think anyone's changing because of this. I don't think that the Karen is looking at the video and going, oh, you know what? I was totally irrational. I am so sorry. What was I thinking? No one's doing that. And the people who are videotaping it are probably videotaping other people in the same behavior. And while while they might never behave that way, by videotaping it, they don't, I don't know, does it, what does it change? Well, a lot of conversation, I'm not, I'm not putting that down and conversation is good and communication is good. I get it, but I don't see the 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 crossover i don't see it i agree on this i agree in this instant but i would disagree in the incident in central park because i think it did make a difference because that woman has gone on record she lost her job she might be going to jail right now she might be going to jail and she's gone on record to say her uh, to kind of talk about some of her atrocities and it has made consequences for her in, in a different way and i think I, it did set and it did set that particular case set a tone i'm only bringing it up because you brought it up I no 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 absolutely and i'm with you and i like yeah. the conversation my question is is there somebody in her world in other words another female with the same demographic who you know comes from the same neighborhood or whatever that see and there might be I'm not saying that there's not might see that video and go oh my god I have been in the park and and thought that and I didn't even think that the other person was a bird watcher and maybe I'm I am hypersensitive and I'm projecting my own insecurities on people that don't have the same skin color as me and wow I should really watch that maybe that mm-hmm. is happening I hope I hope to god that it is you know what I mean absolutely I really absolutely. straight up hope that it is beyond 
any measure because we'll never really be able to know. I don't, I don't know how to measure that if it is happening. Mm-hmm. Well, moving on, there's a story in Politico that came out called Sex in a Pandemic for Liberals, More Netflix, and Less Chill. So the article is essentially going on to say that they did a study with liberals and conservatives during COVID-19, and it turns out that uh, conservatives in general are having just the amount of same sex that they always had or more and liberals have expressed more fear, anxiety, and, and are having less sex. Now, this particular study didn't, it was a Kinsey Institute study, didn't talk about us LGBTQ, um, but I'm just going to assume that the two of you are pretty liberal on this panel, at least. And <laughs> I don't know, it got me thinking, Jeremy, um, knowing that you're very liberal like myself, mm-hmm. do you think that your life has your sex life you've become less sexual or thinking about sex during this pandemic i mean i know granted you've been living in under your mom's roof but have you been thinking less sex because of your anxiety or just because of what's going on or can you explain uh i don't think i've been thinking about it less i mean i've definitely just uh found an outlet of how to I guess just fill the void at the moment. Uh, so like watching Twitter and all of that stuff, like daily, I still do that regardless of having like actual sexual contact with anyone. So I don't think that I'm uh, in a way suppressing it at all. Do you notice that for you, Jeremy, that sex helps alleviate anxiety for you or is a stress reliever or you can just kind of, no matter what's going on in your life, you can always find time to either watch it or have it. Yes, I definitely always find time. Oh, okay, no matter what's going on. <laughs> I like that. I, I love us gays. I honestly think it is definitely a stress reliever too, whether it's like 20 minutes in a day or 40 minutes or an hour. I mean, it's definitely, I guess it releases uh, tension for sure. And I also think it helps my productivity. So it's a great way to start the day and it's a great way to end the day. I'll leave it at that. And then Lincoln, you're in, you've been in this great relationship who we love, Peter. And I know last week you and I were talking about your sex relationship on how it just keeps getting better and better. My question to you, given this story, is have you noticed that you've either had more sex during the pandemic, less, or about the same? Um, With Peter. <laughs> I'm going to say about the same. Um, because, you know, we, everything, like everyone else, I'm not special. Everything just seems to get layered on, like it's, you know, a pandemic followed by the Trump crazy, followed by Black Lives Matter and wanting to be out there protesting, followed by having a small business in New York City, followed by having family, my mom not being well and like layering and layering and layering. So for me, sex is about control. I can control the next 20 minutes and I can get off and nothing needs to stand in my way. Mm-hmm. And now that I have a partner to share that with, um, I want, I have to be very careful because I don't want to fuck up our intimacy just because 
I am stressed out and I need that five minutes of control to get my equilibrium back. Um, mm-hmm. But Peter and I kind of understand that with one another, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, but I, I definitely, I think the amount is the same. Sometimes the intention is a little different. Like it's not always about being closer and being more intimate and making love to one another. Sometimes it's just about really raunchy, trashy control, get off sex. Mm-hmm. And then it flips around to being more intimate, more loving or, or, um, you know, we just catch each other off guard. And that was yeah, another I mean, I think... reason why I didn't go out yesterday. Cause I didn't really feel like going out to chat with anyone or worry about getting COVID and then Peter came over and it was like, all of a sudden we started playing around and I was like, why would I even go out anyway right now when I have this in front of me and so much going on in the world? So I, I think it's as um, a much of a gray area as possible. You know what I mean? I think it's it's kind of all over yeah, the place. Like, I think like I remember you I'm stating, <laughs> I think I remember when you stating last week that sometimes you break it up and it's been a lot of fun where you'll have porn on in the background and then... Right. Not that you're, you might start watching it together with Peter, but then that's just playing in the background. And I could think that could be a fun background. Yeah. (laughs) Well, for me, especially because of my history, I've been doing group sex, sex group, like 40 people in a room all having sex that I'm not all, I sometimes I just would stand in a corner and watch. And I love all that male bonding. I love every color of a human being all having sex with other people and not, um, and the sound of that amount of men all having sex at the same time. I love that as an environment. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. So it's not about going out and doing it or even creating that live in the apartment or something. It's more just about the fantasy of that in the background. You know what I mean? Especially when you turn on, and you know, this is something, I don't know if I brought this up on here before. We are all looking at our screens so much these days. And we're looking at the same screen for our work that we are for our workout in some cases, Mm -hmm. that we are for our news, that we are for our porn, that we are to talk to a family member through Zoom or a meeting through Zoom. And I don't think our mind is always differentiating that that's not really in front of us. Do you know what I mean by that? I do. And I would say that looking at my screen, I've looked at, I've never been as other than I'm on my laptop so much, but during this pandemic, I have definitely consumed more porn than ever before in my entire lifetime. But one of the things I did do was get on some various different sites. So whether it was like subscribing to OnlyFans, people that I found hot to, going on different interesting i forget one of the names of one of the sites where it kind of pairs people up and one of the sites i went on was a guy talking about phone sex and i thought that's healthy and that could be hearkening myself back to another era when i used to participate 
in phone sex. And I think I talked about it on this show where I spent like my mom's money by accident on the phone bill oh by calling too many 976 numbers <laughs> and had to like figure all that out and plead with the phone company. But anyways, I there was a guy that was suggesting phone sex and he said he had a huge dick and all this. And I replied to him and we did it once and it was awkward at first. Like in other words, if you don't use it, you lose it. So my shtick for talking dirty on the phone to sort of a stranger i was i was kind of like um hi you know no, not <laughs> sexy at all and i had to kind of get oh hi yeah uh-huh or i love your big dick and and then i've retrained myself and i know we do a podcast and we listen to ourselves but talking dirty in that kind of fashion i felt like i was live on camera ultimately i got into it and we got off Mm -hmm. But I realized in the end that it really wasn't for me, like time had passed and that medium for me doesn't work anymore. Mm -hmm. Well, lo and behold, that guy has been emailing me, blowing up my phone, texting wow. me for months. I mean, this was like in April. And just the other day, he was blowing up my phone and texting me, come on, I know you want this big dick. Let's talk. What's the... then?" I said I wasn't, and I had already said I'm not interested. No, not anymore. And now getting nasty with me, so I had to block him. Oh God! <laughs> so to to your point, um, trying different mediums or spending too much time on the phones can sometimes go, you know, astray and, yeah. and badly. In this instance, that I'm like, no, I, I can block you, and I don't want anything to do with you. <laughs> <laughs> Hey guys, it's your buddy Steve V, and I don't know about you, but as I'm starting to get the nerve to go out a little bit more socially distanced, of course, I'm starting to get my grooming in order. I'm working out a little bit more, I'm moisturizing, putting my sunscreen on, and I'm also thinking about manscaping. Well, I have not had the best luck with it in the past. I mean, can we talk razor bumps? I've been using the same blade that uses to shave the little hair that I have on my face, on my armpits, and below the belt, and all it's produced is some funky bumps, rash, not cute, and scratchity scratch. I don't like it. Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created and just released the new and improved Lawn Mower 3.0. Their third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce manscaping accidents, okay, like the ones I've had, thanks to Manscaped's skin safe technology. When I tell you this is premium, I mean premium. The battery will last up to 90 minutes so you can take a longer shave. The water resistant technology allows you to groom in the shower. One of the coolest features is the LED light, which illuminates grooming areas for a closer and more precise trimming. They've also upgraded to a 7,000 RPM motor with quiet stroke technology. If you are listening to me speak right now, I want you to experience it firsthand for yourself. Trim that junk of yours, get 20% off plus free shipping with our code TAGS, T-A-G-S at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Um, we were talking, Lincoln and I, uh, last week about a new web series. Uh, Jeremy, I'll send it to you because it's really short, called The First. Okay. It's about um, 
two guys that start dating. They happen to be multiracial. One's black, one's white. That mm-hmm. has nothing to do with the web series, but I thought it was interesting. I had the guy on my live show, the writer-director on Thursday night, which was so exciting to talk to him about his really captivating web series. And it's essentially these two guys meet... I think on a blind date start and we go through each of their dates and they keep falling in love only to find out that they may not be sexually compatible. And one, like they're both bottoms essentially, or one's more bottom first. So on this mm-hmm. week's poll on tags podcast, we asked the question and I just would want to hear from you is can two bottoms be in a relationship? And the majority of you all, I'm just reading our answers, said, of course. Um, But there was somebody that wrote, depends, um, because the other answer was, nope, and then depends. (laughs) And Richard wrote, I only think it will last if they involve either toys or a third in the relationship. It is either that or they are going to have to take turns sucking it up and topping, which is true, I think. Um, I don't know, Jeremy, can two bottoms in a relationship work, in your opinion? I kind of agree exactly with that last opinion. I mean, I don't, it's not my place to say if it will work or not. I just think you'll definitely have to get creative. And I mean, it, for me, it it could definitely work. I think any relationship can work. It's just a matter of Uh, putting in the time and effort, and then also just being open to different options. So, I mean, I think also labeling it as if you can only strictly bottom and the other person only can as well, then, or only want to, then of course, toys and things will have to come into place in order to keep it interesting. Well, it's interesting, Jeremy, because I asked uh, Tim, the writer-director, about that. And I said, you know, it's interesting on... You sort of get the idea that these guys met up as a blind date. Mm -hmm. And in general, half the time, most people, if you're on the apps... I know you've been on the apps before several times. And you get that out of the way fairly quickly. In other words, if you're on the app and you're a top, you can yeah. look for bottoms or you can, mm-hmm. you kind of work all that out and you could be in someone's apartment, like in a subway ride or just get on the 405 and you're at their place. And yeah. it's really quick and easy when you're, you just meet somebody or you're set up. Like, let's just say one of your good girlfriends said, Hey, I think you would really be compatible with this guy or you'd like this guy you're not going to necessarily know if he's a top or a bottom right would that would you still go on the date and just kind of what would you do in that situation would you talk about it on the first date i think i would i definitely wouldn't talk about it on the first date unless it comes up but i also think there all of that is all of those labels and compartmentalizing and all of that can certainly sway based off of your compatibility and connection with the person so i would definitely go on the date even if it's two tops or two bottoms i think uh it all of that can change just by your physical attraction to someone and i've seen especially in our community uh someone's top be another person's bottom and things like that so i think it could definitely happen You know, one thing I was thinking after we talked about this, Steve, last week, I think it depends on how much you are turned on or um, identify with those labels. Mm -hmm. 
Like right. some people really get off on being a bottom and some people really get off on being a top. Like it is what they are all about when it comes to relationships, when it comes to sex. I am just actually, I have a good friend of mine um, who has a beautiful, beautiful man. Nick, and he oh. is such a top. Like, I think you guys, you guys might know him, but every time I see him, I smack his ass or I touch his ass and he gets infuriated. And then when he turns around and sees it's me, we always bust out into laughter because he doesn't let anyone touch his butt because he is so identified as Mr. Top Guy. So if you're that identified with that label, it's never going to work. Right. Well, do you know what I mean? But I do, I've but... always said versatile. I've never turned, I mean, I might be in a mood, but and I know which way I sway, but whenever I've been like, hey, yeah, let's hang out, let's hook up, let's roll around or whatever we say, mm-hmm. I've never been a hard and fast, you know, this is what I'm doing. But a lot of people are. I'm not judging it. I'm just saying it helps answer the question correctly. Well, and I appreciate that. And one of the things, I'll send you the link. It's on tagspodcast.com where you can see my interview with the writer-director and also see this um, really quick and easy but really compelling web series that I think you all should watch. But one of the things he does bring up by one of his characters is despite... It, it for some people like his character, and I would almost agree with this. Some positions just come naturally, and other positions don't. So the black guy in this series mm-hmm. says, "I've I've tried to top, and I just no." It doesn't mean that he couldn't go through some, you know talk it out and figure out ways to get him stimulated. I think there are ways to, but Mm -hmm. he is expressing the way the writer wrote this character, which I kind of identified with is sometimes, you know, the dick just doesn't get up to top and it's a certain mentality that some people just don't have. Like you can't, like you can't like you. And the way he wrote this character, the way he expressed it wasn't sort of like, well, I, I just could, I could do either one or I'm just about pleasing. Right. I get it. It, right. is, it is, it is nice to think that we could all be. And I think with work and if you really want to work with, with somebody, mm-hmm. you can figure things out and you could get yourself excited to like my nipples were never sensitive before, but I had a boyfriend that played with them so much that now they are. And right. kind of consciously worked on that. And I just think it can be produce a lot of anxiety for some people to feel they have to perform a certain, whether it's top or bottom. Yeah. It it can be anxiety producing and it doesn't, it's not always a flip of a coin like, okay, it's your turn. It's my turn. And I don't know. Um, I think that's a really great point, Stephen. I think that's more the truth than anything that when you and I talked last week, remember we were saying like, yeah, two bottoms don't make an outfit and two tops. And it's funny and it's, and it's true. But for a lot of people, this is, you just reminded me of another, someone I used to date a long time ago. And anytime he thought about topping, he couldn't keep the condom on. Like his, like literally... Yeah. We would like, okay, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. And the moment it started to happen, the condom would literally fall off because he couldn't, it just didn't connect for him. And it Mm -hmm. wasn't personal. It wasn't, it was literally physical. It didn't. Well, mine was, see, and I relate to just, thank you for saying that example, because I remember times when I've tried to top when I was pre-prep and I would 
get hard and I'd be like, okay, I'm going to, we're going to do this. I'm going right. to do that. I'm going to top. I'm like, I'm, like, I'm a monster. <laughs> and I was like, I know so stupid. And then I would go and the amount of time it took to, to put the condom on and somehow putting the condom on every single time I was limp dick. And I could never get past that mental thing where I could be hard and I could tease the guy's hole and maybe had we been on prep, when if prep was around then, I could have easily slid in and would have been like, right. yep, wham, bam. But somehow the psychological or the time that it took to put the condom on, every single time, 95% of the time, my dick would fall flaccid. And it bothered me because I thought, am I ever going to be able to do this? But I think, mm -hmm. thank God for prep now. And Well, also know, the I'm stigma of HIV has changed a lot yeah. over the years. And I still think, I will say that's, I'm not much of a bottom, to say the least. And I do think there is still somewhere way back in my subconscious that that's really challenging for me, given... There's a the bottom way down there deep in you <laughs> that we could pull out from the depths. I'm not and you saying could, never, I'm just... I, I can cast you. Never will I ever. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I actually really like it when it works, but just sometimes mentally it doesn't. We all like it, yeah, When it works, I mean, right? <laughs> those are your, your chops, you don't know what you're missing. Well, finally, there is, um, you know, we, we've been giving a lot of shit to the people that have been breaking the rules, the Fire Island parties in the Pines for throwing these parties with hundreds of people on the beach, not wearing masks. And we can only imagine the damage, the numbers that they're going to do by doing that. And it seems like every day there's a new shaming method going out. Well, there's a brand new motion by Daniel Nardiccio. Daniel Nardiccio is a promoter here in New York City. He's been on Tag's podcast uh, early on in our season. And he started, he decided to do something positive and he calls it the Fire Island COVID Destroyers. So Daniel Dardiccio and D-World crew presents the Fire Island COVID Destroyers. It's an initiative to keep our community safe, informed, and following rules with kindness. I like that last part. Gaiman's Health Crisis, Daniel Nardiccio are joining forces with Taylor Schubert to put together the first Fire Island COVID destroyers using donated funds. So in other words, they have like a GoFundMe page. Right now I'm looking at it. They have about a $10,000 goal and they have 4,200. So they're nice. on their way using donated funds to employ New York and Fire Island drag queens and go-go dancers who are, as we all know, out of work yeah. to promote. So he's going to employ these people with this funded money to promote healthy behaviors on Fire Island to prevent the spread of COVID-19. Starting this Friday, or last Friday, the COVID destroyers will greet people at the Fire Island's Pines Harbor with hand sanitizers, masks, infiltrate beach parties to encourage social distancing, and educate and remind island visitors about how to protect themselves and others while still having fun. Wow, I think, what do you think of this? I love it. This thing. Um, Lincoln, I what do you think it, about I love it, I love it. I love Daniel's underwear parties. I love them in Cherry Grove. He's also done underwear parties here in the city. I think the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, he used to do them. So you could go dance in your underwear and have a great time and then go eat the next day all day and not think about it. He's great. I think he's an asset to our community. He um, took over... 
um what's it called the the bar down in the east village oh. that's now club coming coming yeah. yeah but before that is it was eastern block and it's yes. still darren the owner of eastern block and now it's club coming and they do cabaret shows and i i love this idea i think that um if you're gonna be a drag queen and a go-go boy and the era of coronavirus and there's not a platform to dance on why not be on the beach in a mask and in a little speedo giving out other masks and hand sanitizers and remembering that we can make that fun too so i love it and i love daniel it's great and you know it's interesting jeremy because you fall within the range the age group of the rates of people uh, 20 to 29 just barely getting infected with covid right now who are a lot of the group that we're talking about that have not been wearing the masks and been going mm-hmm. to these parties. And I know you don't partake in any of these parties. You're sort of an anomaly to your group. But do you think that this group, this that they're trying to put together, they're calling themselves the um, Fire Island COVID Destroyers, do you think that it'll work and that people in the age group, your counterparts will abide? I mean, I don't know. I don't I don't know if it will necessarily work in trying to fight for a cause or just what you want people to do. But I mean, I guess it's worth the, the effort. effort and trying. Uh, but I also think that people are going to end up doing what they want to do. Uh, I wear a mask because that's my choice and just because I feel like it's the right thing to do. But I certainly know that there are plenty of people in every age group that may make the opposite decision. Yeah, yeah, what I, I know. What I, I like about it, I don't know if you heard our show last week, Jeremy, but we talked about the the Fire Island party stuff and even the groups in Hell's Kitchen coming mm-hmm. too close together. Like like I said last week, and I'll say it again because I stand by it. I might go somewhere and be like, I'm going to wear my mask and I'm going to keep my distance, and then four margaritas happen. Yeah. And yeah. all of a sudden, I think I'm keeping my distance or I'm on a roll with some story. And all of a sudden, I am there are aerosols everywhere <laughs> and everyone's too close together. And to have some fabulous drag queen or some sexy little go-go boy come in and be like, hey, you all, you guys are having a great time, but spread out more. This is too close. You know what I mean? Close. To, I think that that is a great idea because you might like, again, and I'm only speaking for my age group and God bless all age groups, but we might go with one intention and then forget it. Yeah. And to have people out there reminding us and being like, Hey, just, it's not about leaving. It's not about shaming. It's not about turning into a Karen and videotaping. (laughs) It's about literally going, Hey, you've been here for an hour. We want you to be here for two more hours. And we want you to be able to come back in two weeks because you're not sick. So spread out, put on a mask, have another drink, maybe have a drink of water between the two so that you remember that there is a, there is a pandemic going on. We can all, you know, we should, I should be in bear week right now. I had a beautiful beachfront apartment that allowed a dog. I was finally going to go to bear week with a boyfriend and a dog. I was hitting all my life goals. And well, Lincoln, I'd be sitting there alone. You know, there's not a lot of people there. So it's well, apparent. and Lincoln, Jeremy would have already come back from Italy. I would have already come back from Lisbon. Yeah. And we would have already seen Janet fucking Jackson in concert. <laughs> yeah. And we didn't get to do that. So yeah. <laughs> I know so we, we have to all... remember that. Like we have to remember that, you know, 
going out and having a drink on the street outside, if that's yeah. the best we can do right now, because all of those big plans are not happening. Okay. Right. But let's not throw the baby out with the bathwater and make a silly mistake because you mm. had one too many. Well, when you could yeah. be reminded by people who are just there to have a good time. And I think that that's something Daniel's always been about. That no matter what size or shape or whatever you are, it's about being sexy and having a good time and celebrating our community. I agree. And I want to commend Daniel Nardiccio because I think here's doing something positive because I think so many, I mean, I agree. I was part of the shaming because I think it's so wrong because we're never going to get out of this pandemic if people continue to get together with these parties. And to me, I'm a part of that. However, I like that he's one of our leaders, at least in the New York gay community here, that doing something positive, raising funds for people like go-go dancers and drag queens that make most of their money in these bars that they're not making this money. So it's going to employ them. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, they're going to, not only are they, it, you know, if you just think, oh, well, it's a marketing PR thing where they're just going to hand you some hand sanitizers and masks when you get off the pier. No, it also states that they're also then going to go to parties where they find these parties. Um, and I already know that, you know, you can no longer have beach parties. The police are really on it. Governor Cuomo is totally going to break all those up. But it's not going to stop people from having personal private parties in the houses that we all know they have on the Pines. But right. they're, according to this, are going to then, because they're being paid, go to these parties, get in, and then they're going to say, hey, and, you know, whether it works or not, they're going to be a reminder when, like you say, Lincoln, somebody maybe has had one too many margaritas. Okay, I would put myself in that category <laughs> and say, Steve, you know, step away from the stripper and because you're like bordering on being five feet away from them. So, yeah. and I like that. And I think it's a positive effort and I will put the GoFundMe page on tagspodcast.com so we can help them get their $10,000 goal to employ these drag queens and strippers to do good on Fire Island. Um, awesome. And that finally brings me to this week's poll question. It actually comes from one of our Twitter followers. He asks, after many stories that have come out from the New York Health Department and others that turns out you can have sex as long as you wear a mask... <laughs> Um, he writes, so, and this is our poll question of the week. So mm -hmm. is not wearing a mask the equivalent of having bareback sex before prep? Did you get that? So is not wearing a mask going to be the equivalent of back in the day when people had bareback sex before we had prep? And that's going to be our poll question of the week. It will be at patreon.com forward slash talk about gay sex. Write in your comments what you think about that. And while you're there, scroll around because you can actually become a subscriber and support Tag's podcast and get some extra special sexy perks like this week's behind the scenes. And I'm really going deep, deep behind the scenes. So it's going to be a lot of fun. That's cool. Jeremy, thank you so much for calling in and Lincoln as well. This has of been so course. much fun. I miss you guys. I um, love it. It's always good to check in with you. Miss you guys too. Absolutely. Well, continue being safe and healthy and we will talk to you soon. Yes. Bye.